Excellent. Well, it's great to see you all. I'm amazed how many people are looking particularly Christmassy and festive this morning. Very impressive range of Christmas jumpers and all sorts of other things. And is that an elf t-shirt? Oh, that, okay, that might be a winner. Very good. So Christmas has finally come, hasn't it? We've been building up to it for weeks. Uh, some of you, perhaps, particularly if your parents, have been super busy getting things ready. Finally, it's here. The decorations are up. The presents are wrapped. Maybe some of them are already unwrapped. Maybe you've still got some wrapped ones at home. Maybe the food is in the oven even now. And in almost every home throughout the land, there is a tree indoors. Hands up, who has a Christmas tree? Who's got a Christmas tree in their house? Okay, so most of us have got a tree. For many of us, Christmas wouldn't quite feel like Christmas without a Christmas tree. But have you ever stopped to wonder, why do we have a tree indoors, which is weird, on Christmas? Why does that go along with the birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? Christmas trees aren't in the Bible. Believe it or not, there wasn't a Christmas tree next to Jesus' manger when he was born. And you don't actually need a Christmas tree in order to have a Christ-centered Christmas. And yet, the Christmas tree is laden with symbolism that's been recognized and enjoyed by Christians for at least the last 500 years. So what I want to do this morning, just for the next 10 minutes, is to ensure that the sight of our Christmas trees, if we have one, when we return home later on, ensure that it points us beyond its own beauty. And I'm sure if you put it together and you decorated it, it looks beautiful. But I want it to point beyond its own beauty to the far superior beauty of Jesus, our Saviour. Uh, last, if you were here last year, we redeemed the humble Christmas cracker. Uh, we saw how the Christmas cracker pointed to our King, who came to bring joy and laughter and the gift of life. And so this year, it's the Christmas tree's turn. And I'm actually really pleased that there is a big Christmas tree here. Beth very kindly lent me a backup. Because uh, I thought, if there was no tree at all, there's no visual aid. So there we go, can you see? So I'll let you be the judge as to which one is more impressive, but I'm going to use that as well. That's for you guys in the cheap seats over here, okay? Away from the big tree. That's yours. First of all, a Christmas tree is a reminder of Christ's birth, of his coming into the bleakness and the darkness of our world. Now, legend has it, I'm not sure if it's true, but legend has it, it was actually Martin Luther the German reformer who was the first person to bring a lit-up Christmas tree into his home. It was said that he was already an admirer of the trees in the pine forest near to his house. And all throughout the winter, he was impressed with the way they kept their greenness while everything else around them was turning to, to brown and to uh, lifeless, uh, uh, leafless trees. But on one particular winter's night, in 1536, he was walking through that pine forest and he looked up to see a thousand twinkling stars in the sky, kind of shining through the branches of the pine trees. And the wonder of it all so inspired him that he decided to bring one of the trees inside his home and decorate it with candles. You see, he wanted to share with his family what he'd experienced outside, the lights shining down through the branches. And to be reminded that when the world was at its bleakest, sad and helpless and covered with the weight of sin, God sent his one and only Son, the greatest of all lights, into the darkness to bring hope into our world. A reminder that Jesus 
as he put it, left the stars of heaven to come down and bring light and life to us all. Listen to what the Apostle John says about Jesus' coming. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the light of the world, came into our world, much like, somewhat like, our Christmas trees come into our home to bring light and evergreen life into our dark and lifeless world. So the Christmas tree and its lights point us to Jesus' birth. But the Christmas tree also can point us to his life-bringing death. Several times the Bible refers to the cross as a tree. One example, 1 Peter chapter 2, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. It's often easy at Christmas, isn't it, to just see the baby in the manger. And God coming in the flesh is, of course, amazing and humbling. But even as the angels were announcing Jesus' birth, they were also announcing him as the one who would one day humble himself further in order to save his people from their sins. So in many ways, it's the cross that is the ultimate Christmas tree. The cross is God's Christmas tree. And though there were no LED lights to decorate it, Jesus, the light of the world, would one day hang upon it. Our Christmas trees at home carry all sorts of baubles, don't they? Who's got things hanging on their tree at home? Hands up. Yep, I bet it looks good. Some of them are bought, some of them are homemade, some of them are cheap, some of them are precious, some of them we would hate to lose, others we are hoping we'll not find next year. (laughs) But God's Christmas tree, the cross at Calvary, was destined to carry on its branches the greatest treasure of all. God's own son in our place and on his son's outstretched arms all the sins the weight of all our guilt and sin so our Christmas trees remind us not only of his light bringing birth but his life giving death but we're not done yet the third thing our Christmas trees can point us to is his resurrection just think for a moment about the journey that your Christmas tree has been on. And this, this illustration works best if you've got a real Christmas tree, but you can just use your imagination if you've pulled it out of the loft this year. Think about the journey of a real Christmas tree. Planted as a humble seed in the ground. It grows up only to be cut down in its prime, but only to rise again in far greater glory and grandeur and splendor, assuming you decorate your Christmas tree. Your tree has lived and died and been raised and now it's radiant and magnificent it's covered in lights and tinsel and all kinds of sparkling treasures it's a picture of Christ's resurrection his resurrection body he was raised in resurrection glory and not only that he promises that all who put their trust in him he will one day return to transform transform their our lowly bodies as well to be like his glorious body. He will one day take us home with him and dress us in glorious immortality, in radiant imperishability, just like him. So our radiant Christmas tree is just a little picture of what we will one day be. So a little encouragement, if you feel like last Christmas was only yesterday, and looking at your Christmas tree with all of its amazing decorations, honestly just reminds you of how quickly the years are going by 
and how old you're getting, how brief this life is, don't give in to melancholy or fear. But look again at that tree right there in your home that has already been raised in glory. See in its splendor a small picture of Christ's resurrection and remember his promise that when we see him, we shall be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. We shall be forever like him. Fourthly and finally, we have under, under our Christmas trees a picture of the gifts that he brings. So has anybody still got presents under their tree right now? Are they all open? Hands up if you've still got some there that are unopened. Good. That's good self-control, I think. Well done. It's exciting, isn't it, to see all of those presents wrapped under the Christmas tree. Maybe, maybe if they're still there, you have already checked them out a little bit. You've worked out which ones have got your name on. You've perhaps given them a feel and a shake. I caught someone in our house shaking a present yesterday. I had to ask them to stop. But perhaps some of us are wondering, we're still wondering, what is it we're going to be given? Now, some of the, that mystery at Christmas is good. I like it. But we don't have to wonder still at what God's Christmas gift is going to be. We don't have to continue to shake and squeeze the mysterious packaging or be in any doubt about what he's given us. This mystery has been revealed. God's gift is God himself wrapped in humanity. God in human flesh come to be with us so that we might know him. The Apostle John again, he says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is God's gift to us. God come to dwell with us. And with that relationship comes all kinds of other gifts as well, all kinds of other presents, uh, presents beyond anything we could ask or imagine. So listen, however exciting, I'm thinking of the axe, or unexciting, you might be thinking of the pineapple, your presence might be today, God's gift to us in Jesus already surpasses them all, infinitely. So don't worry if you looking at the older folks amongst us, only get socks and slippers and deodorant today. <coughs> you know what I'm talking about. If you're a Christian, you already have reconciliation with God today, along with forgiveness and pardon, mercy, peace, the Holy Spirit, and the sure and certain hope of eternity. Already you are a child of God today. And that beats even the best of all Lego sets under the Christmas tree. God has demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ was born for us, died for us, raised for us, and he now pours out the richest of gifts on us, not just on Christmas Day, but every day. So this, this Christmas, above all else, let's worship Jesus and celebrate him and see if you have one in your Christmas tree a symbol of the love of God for you who sent his one and only son into a bleak world full of darkness so that through him you and I might enjoy light and life forever with him. Happy Christmas. That is a very, what reason we have for good news. Let's pray and thank God and then we're going to stand and sing and celebrate one more time with a final song. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you have given us the greatest gift of all. Lord, we thank you that Christmas is just one reminder of the, the one who we celebrate every day of the year. We thank you and praise you for Jesus, your son. We pray, Lord, help us to enjoy him and enjoy all of the gifts that you've given to us in him today.
Amen.